Yeah, it's sports talk from the three bros. Something you can bet on like Pete Rose. And you better not miss it like some free throws. Giving taste is more accurate than Drew Brees throws. And it might get explosive like some C4. We just giving you a look inside the peephole. So if you got a weak take, you better keep those. And get your cheeks swole when you step into the ring with the Amiibros. complicated question first off i don't think the patriots are legit this year i still think they have a chance of losing this division to the bills um and i would not be surprised if that happens my thought process with the texans is this possible that they are legit i think they could possibly be the second best team in the afc um am i ruling them out beating the Ravens, yes, I am. I'm absolutely ruling them out of beating the Ravens. But am I ruling them out of winning the AC, uh, the AFC? I'm not, because I think the Chiefs could possibly beat the Ravens, and I think they could beat the Chiefs. I don't think the Ravens are a good matchup for them. I don't think they're built to stop the run. So, by virtue of the things I just said, I gotta say that I think the Patriots are sorry, the Texans are a legit uh, Super Bowl contender. Um, I'm still looking forward to seeing how they look against the the, uh, the Titans. The Titans have looked really good lately. And I think it would be a, a good battle with them trying to stop Derrick Henry. But I would still make them the favorite to come out of the NFC South for that um, divisional title. And I think it's going to be, you know, a, a great battle going forward. So um, as far as the Patriots, I think the Patriots have shown themselves to be quite fraudulent, um, especially if you can put up points and force Tom Brady to have to put up points because Tom Brady does not look like – uh, even a, an average quarterback at this point, anybody who's convincing themselves that he does is is lying to themselves. Um, and I think the Texans are uh, a Super Bowl contender by virtue of I think they possibly could be the second best team in the AFC right now. Well, Jeremy, I think there's two things to look at. You said first and foremost, you don't think the Texans could beat the Ravens, and I would agree it's a bad matchup. But I would say that's that's boring things standing the way it. It, it stands today. And this is what I mean by that. Uh, first and foremost, you know, there's, there's conversations right now that J.J. Watt could be back the week before uh, the playoffs starts, or, or if not that, could be back in the playoffs. And so if you're looking at the Texans team with J.J. Watt, I think I give us a much better chance. Also throwing in the fact that as you saw, we had a huge impact um, in this game. I told you I thought Bradley Roby was a a big non. You know, I thought he was going to play in the game. He didn't play. I thought it was a big a big loss. Um, I also told you I thought that um, if you looked in the game, I thought Will Ford was going to be a huge key. He didn't play. You saw the last two games, he's been able to spread the field out because you can't you can't play one on one with when no safety up. It's just too fast. Um, and then I now our cornerbacks are gotten healthy. We we picked up since that game. We picked up. Um, 
you know, the cornerback from Tampa Bay, uh, Vernon Hargraves. Um, we, 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 I think our team was a different team than it was when we played the Ravens. But I agree. I don't think it's a good matchup. I wouldn't give us a great chance uh, unless, you know, all those happen and we would need to catch them on the, on the right day. Um, but with that being said, the Texans are a legitimate contender and the Patriots should be severely concerned. Let's be 100% honest. The Patriots have played two quarterbacks that you could say are playing at a top five quarterback in the league. I'll get back. I'm still going to say Dak's my top five quarterback in the league this year. I think they played two quarterbacks that you you can make the argument with, and both of them um, had massive leads. Uh, The Ravens were up 17 points, and then they ended up winning by 17. The Texans were up 19 points, the largest deficit the Patriots faced all season. And I think the problem they're having is whenever you have a quarterback that can pick apart that defense and a mobile quarterback so that their they're, they're, uh, pass rush isn't able to get home, then it forces all that, that cover zero blitz they do, if they can extend the plays and it forces those guys to cover a lot longer than they can versus a uh, – Sandor somewhat mobile, but he just had a, a tremendously terrible game in that one. But uh, opposed to a lot of the other quarterbacks he's facing. So um, I think if I'm going to look at it and just make an honest assessment – I would tell you the Texans are the second best team in the AFC. I, I would agree with you on there, um, and I think the Patriots should be concerned because here's here's the last point I'll say. This weekend, the Tech, I mean, the Patriots play versus the Chiefs, and uh, if they lose that game, then the Patriots would be zero three versus the top four teams. The other top, uh, the other three of the top four teams in the AFC, and that means you're gonna have to play one of those teams, and that. That won't bold. Uh, bold I can't even think of the word. Uh, it will bold will. <laughs> bold, yeah, bold will. I'm, I'm like bored, bold, bard. What? Yes, so yes, it will. Yes, so that uh, it won't bore well for them in the future. So I appreciate it. I, I had a uh, LeBron James dribble up the court kind of moment right there. So, uh, anywho. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely feel like the Patriots have all they can handle with the Chiefs next week. I wonder what the line is. I haven't seen it yet. It's uh, it's Patriots minus three and a half. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely probably gonna try to get locked in on uh, <laughs> on the on the Chiefs and that on that right. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. If it was three, I would probably still lean Patriots. Not because I don't think the Chiefs are great, and that it's probably gonna be a snowy, wintry, you know, twelve degrees there. Um, but three and a half, man, I, you definitely gotta take the. Right, I agree. So uh, let's uh, let's start with Jeremy again in this other topic. Uh, it's concerning his New Orleans Saints. Uh, the Saints versus 49ers this weekend. Uh, obviously, the Saints have been playing well. The 49ers are coming off of a tough loss to the Ravens. Um, we got to talk about Lamar a little bit, too, as well. But um, let's talk about this matchup. It's going to be very interesting. It's going to be one of the games that I, I'm definitely going to tune in. I'm definitely going to tune in this week. Um JDZ, who do you feel like, uh, I don't know if I need to even ask you who you feel like, but how do you feel like this match is going to play out for uh, the Saints and 49ers this week? Well, so this game is going to play out exactly how I've telling you guys it's going to be playing all season. Uh, the Saints are going to win this game by two touchdowns. This is the First game they played against a team with a true elite pocket passer. I, was, I guess Russell Wilson's a true pocket passer, but he moves as well. But, like, just a a good pocket passer, a great pocket passer with a good offensive line, this is going to be their first their first matchup. Let's go through their teams they played so far. Again, first game of the season, James Winston. Second game of the season, uh, Andy Dalton. Third game of the season, 
uh, Mason Rudolph. They played uh, Jared Goff. They played uh, the Panthers, the Redskins with Case Keenum. They played now Seattle, um, the the Cardinals twice, uh, the the Ravens. They really haven't played a Drew Brees, somebody who's literally just going to pick you apart. They got a great play caller, which the other great quarterbacks they played, I don't think necessarily have outside of Lamar. Lamar's got a great play caller. I don't necessarily think that this, that Seattle has great play calling. I think Russell Wilson is just that special. Um, so I think uh, Sean Payton is going to be the X factor in this game. He knows he's going up against uh, another elite play caller. And what does Sean Payton like to do? He likes to show off to show you that he's the best play caller in the league. So I think you can see a lot of Taysom Hill. You're going to see some uh, trick plays that you've never seen before. And I think you're going to see uh, an electric offense. Um, I saw uh, Mazert. Whatever his name is, the running back, uh, the third Monster, string, right? Yeah, yeah, the third string running back who thinks he's nice from the 49ers say that, uh, he's not concerned with the dump or loud, loudness because the 49ers fans have been traveling everywhere they've been. Well, guess what? You haven't been in New Orleans. I- I'm glad you feel that way. And when you get in that crowd, you'll understand it for real. Um, I Jim, real quick though, on that. When we went to that Bears game, it was a lot of Bears fans there. I was surprised by how many Bears fans were at, at in New Orleans. Now, I don't think I think it's going to be still super loud, but it was it was a lot more than I was expecting. Yeah, there was a lot of Bears fans, but keep in mind that was also a season that the Bears were terrible, and so people aren't going to pack the stadium necessarily to watch a a game where the Saints were expected to win by, you know, I think the, the line was eight, but it was, it was expected to be a blowout. When you got a ten and two team playing against another ten and two team. You're going to have to be hard-pressed to find people selling their season ticket. That's going to be the game everybody puts on their calendar. That's going to be the ones that everybody shows up for, and those are going to be the games that get the loudest. So I think you're going to see much more um, Saints fans than you're seeing anything else. Um, as far as, uh, you know, just moving forward with the um, with the game, I'm my own – I'll be 100% honest. I can go through this entire rosters. I'm not seeing a lot of places where I think 49ers are better at – Quarterback, the Saints are obviously better. Wide receiver, uh, the Saints are better because they got by far the best wide receiver in the matchup, even though I would say the 49ers are a little bit deeper. Um, tight end, I would give the edge to the, to the 49ers, obviously. Um, offensive line, the Saints. Defensive line, he might go 49ers, but I, I'd say I'd probably take the Saints because they're better against the run, even though they only got five less sacks. Um, so it's close to a push. I think we got better linebackers, uh, better corners. I mean, overall, the only place I would give an edge to the 49ers is, or not even an edge, or the only place where I'm actually concerned about is play calling. And that's just because Kyle Shanahan's an elite play caller, and I think he's going to throw some wrinkles in that could that could mess with our defense. Um, but I don't think this game is going to be very close. I think we're going to pretty much lock up home field advantage throughout um, in this game because Seattle, we've already beat them. Um, so Super Bowl we come. So here, here's here's my thought, Jeremy. For your sake, I hope you're right. I'm going to pick New Orleans, but not for the reasons you said. I think the 49ers are actually the better team. I actually think the 49ers, you, you, you said you thought the Saints were better in basically every category. Um, I really don't think it's that that's the case. Um, what are the 49ers better at? I, as much as... as uh, you said they're corners. I, I think their secondary is just as good as, as the Saints' secondary. Although I think Marcus Peters, I mean, not Marcus Peters, um, 
Marshawn Lattimore is a better corner than Richard Sherman. Richard's been playing great ball, and they're no, uh, he has been. You talking about passing the Fierce King? Yeah, Richard Sherman is like the top five great cornerback in like every metric um, this year. Richard Sherman's been playing phenomenally, and uh, I can't think of the the corner's name, but the the guy who took the face number, I think he's number twenty nine. The other, their, their number two corner, he's been playing excellent. And then J- Richard Sherman's reinvented himself over the last year. Yeah, yeah, he, he came back from an Achilles injury. Rich, Richard Sherman is a zone corner who plays on one side of the field. Like I, at the end of the day, he's not traveling that's, that's, how they, that's how they play defense. And so, like, if you look at it and say, all right, you got Richard Sherman who's playing well. There are other corners playing well. You got Jimmy Ward who's one of the best safeties in the game. I mean, their, their secondary is legit. I, I think their linebackers, uh, I mean, they, they got – obviously, the uh, the injury to uh, – I can't think of my guy that just came over from Tampa Bay. Um, Quan Alexander. Yeah, Quan Alexander. I, that was a big loss. But the other guy, I mean, they, they have a good linebacking core. I, I would take their, their running back depth over yours. I think you guys obviously have the better running back with Kamara. No. They have three, legit, they no. have three legitimate running backs. They do. Uh, I, I think – Jim, I think here's the here's the reason why I'm going to lean the Saints though. There's several reasons. One, the game is in New Orleans. Two, it's the first major game of implications in New Orleans since last year. I think you guys are going to get the referee, the benefit of the referee's whistle the entire game. Have you watched and, the game that we played in New Orleans? Like literally, I, I have watched I've got, it. I've got I've got the point. On a few of those. I've gotten to the point. I think we get better calls on the road than we do in New Orleans at this point. Like we've just we got screwed. Like the last two games that we played in New Orleans, I want to say we've been out penalized by close to twenty penalties. If if you do a combined, combined. It's, it's possible. ridiculous. But I still think I think you guys are gonna get the benefit of the doubt this weekend, and it wouldn't surprise me with Kansas City. I mean, I can't say San Francisco won because of the fact that Toronto Armstead. He may play, he may not. If they can get a pass rush, I think that's going to be a huge thing. And the other part is, Richard Sherman's hobble. He hurt his calf muscle, I believe it was. Uh, he's questionable. So if he's not playing, I mean, he's a big physical corner who, I mean, obviously you, you can move Michael Thomas to the other side of the field, but I think he's big enough to where, not that he's going to, ain't nobody shutting down Michael Thomas at this point in time. He's right now, I mean, he's got the best argument to be the best receiver in the league. Um, I still would take DeAndre Hopkins, but I mean, I think right now, Michael Thomas, this season, you can't really argue it. Um, but Richard Sherman is 6'3. Richard Sherman does have the size where if you throw a jump ball, if he times it right, he can pick a ball off. He can he can cause some havoc. And I think that's one of the things that you look at in this game and say, well, the 49ers typically press. They typically get a lot of pressure on the quarterbacks without being able to blitz. And Drew Brees has not shown a a willingness. You know, I, I, I'm not going to say – I've said before I don't think he has the ability to throw a deep ball accurately, consistently. But I've seen him throw some the last few weeks. So I'm not going to say he doesn't have the ability. But he hasn't typically shown the propensity, the desire to push the ball down the field. And I think for him to win the game, he's going to have to take some chances because 49ers are going to press, they're going to they're gonna be aggressive, and they're going to force you to take the over-the-top throws. And hopefully your guys can beat the cornerback. So we'll see. I'm going to take the Saints in a 30-27 to 27 game, but it wouldn't surprise me at all if 49ers won the game. I'm going to – I think the 49ers are, 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 are a very physical team. I think people still sleep on Garoppolo. He's a great quarterback. Um, defense and offense. Uh, no, no, this is not slighting the Saints, but I just feel like that uh, 49ers are an overall better team. 
So, Based uh, on what? So I can win some money on uh, on the 49ers. But I just think they're a more physical team than you guys. I think, I think they're going to win the matchup up front. Um, and they, they run the ball well. Garoppolo makes some really, really clutch uh, passes. I think he's an underrated quarterback still. Um, I think they're going to have a chip on their shoulder. I think they want to go into New Orleans to beat you guys in 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 uh, uh, in, in uh, the, the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Um, so yeah, I, I it's just I, I just I just feel like the 49ers are going to win. I think it's going to be a close game, but I feel like they will probably win by uh, I'm gonna call four or five points. Four or five points. I'm on record. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go on record and say that the Saints. I'm gonna go ahead and say th- 35 to 14. I think this game is going to be a blowout. I don't see this game being yeah, very you close. Really, you really think the Saints are going to beat them 35 to 14? Come I do. On. Like, like if you're talking about the physicality um, in the game, the Saints are the more physical team. Like, I, I know Joe. Uh, the Saints want the more physical team the, than the, the 49 Yeah, they're Jordan. by far the more physical team. By far. They got a much better offensive line. We got a much uh, – our defensive line is – our defensive line compared to their offensive line is much better than their defensive line compared to our offensive line. I've seen our offensive line maul teams that have average the run. And I saw that I same defense have six minutes on the clock to get back on the field, to get off the field last week, and they couldn't do it. That's that. Well, Jim, here's the thing, though. Y'all, y'all had, you, you talking about that defensive line couldn't get the field for six minutes. You're going versus probably the best rushing attack in the history of football versus the Ravens. You guys have never faced a team like that. So you can't say what you would have done. You guys, I mean, I and, saw the Browns stop the entry up front. Jim, you, you didn't see the Browns stop it. Because you, you, you didn't see the, the, it's the Browns, even in that game when they played the Browns, they put 25 points and rushed for three over 200 yards. So at the end of the day, what I'm telling you is this you have to look at, Realistically, and say, all right, yes, your offensive line is good, your defensive line is good, but your style of football, you guys are more of a finesse team. No, than no, you no, are no, 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 we are a power yeah. team. Yes, we are a strict. No, you're not, Jared. Jared you're a finesse team. You throw the ball down the field. How do you, how do you play between the sticks and not be a, and be a power team and not be a power team? Because, because you guys, you guys play really like the Patriots played uh, in the early 2000s, where you have essentially short passes that are effectively. Like running the football, you run the ball some, but you guys don't run the ball like you did last year with Mark Ingram because Latavius Murray isn't that, isn't as good as Mark Ingram was, and because you guys don't want to continue to, to ban Kamara. So, I, like I said, I don't think you guys are a soft team, but like this style of football is to line up and to pound you with zone read uh, concepts, and, and, and I don't think that like your style of football, you you guys you can say you may have better lines uh, overall if you compare both. Both lines, offensive and defensive. I don't think you guys are the more physical team. Okay, well, blow out. Here we come. All right. Speaking of physical, um, <laughs> the Ravens. The Ravens. Uh, they, 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 they. They're beating teams finessing. They're beating teams physical. Out, out. You know, being just being more physical. Um, they're really impressive, man. That's probably one of my favorite, most favorite thing to do right now on Sunday is watch Lamar Jackson play football. So. Uh, I just want to get you guys' input on 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 uh, Lamar Jackson's stock. Uh, are you are you surprised? I know we talk about him every week, but are you surprised what he's able to do every every week? He had that one really bad fumble, but he seemed like you know he just stayed in there, came back, made a play. You got trust Ingram in there playing well. You know you got it's like nobody knows how to defend him because you know you you got to protect big trust coming down the middle, but at the same time you got to watch uh, you know Lamar. Into the outside, so um, 
let's talk about just how good Lamar is. Do you feel like he's at his peak? Do you feel like he's going to get better in the next two, three years? Do you feel like they're Super Bowl contenders? Let's just talk about the greatest of Lamar Jackson real quick. Let's start with Jeremy again. Yes, I am someone who loves to watch Lamar Jackson play. I think Lamar Jackson is very exciting. He is um, revolutionizing the game to some degree. However, I do have some concerns about Lamar Jackson. For one, he's taken a lot of hits the last few weeks. He needs to get more comfortable with getting down and stop. Like he, he's, he's not avoiding contact as much as I like to see him. And you know, at a certain point, you could—I don't care how strong the steel is—if you hit it enough, it'll crack. Um, so that—that's one of my concerns about him. Uh, as far as the Ravens, I think the Ravens are right now uh, one of the top two teams in football. I'd probably put them at number one um, as of how they're playing right now. Uh, but I still like to see how they match up against the Saints. Uh, I think the Saints could give them some problems, mainly because I don't think that defense would be able to hold up. Um, you could see last week they had some holes in them because the 49ers had 29 carries for 178 yards in a rainstorm when you knew they had to run the ball. So it's one of those things of can you scheme up some things to get some big runs on them? I think you can. Um, I still think Marcus Peters is very torturable. Um, I think we'd scheme, you know, we could scheme up some things to make, to make sure we could take advantage of him. So I think that would be a key also. Um, but overall, I mean, what can you say bad about him? I, I've heard a lot of people say, well, you know, he's he's doing it on this team, but like Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes that. This is what I told somebody earlier. I said, look, I saw the Chiefs before Patrick Mahomes, and they had Alex Smith, and they were making playoffs every single year. And then I saw the Ravens before Lamar Jackson. And they had a similar talented quarterback in Joe Flacco, and they hadn't yep. made the playoffs in like five years. So, um, I'm going to give more credit to, yeah, to Lamar Jackson than what, Joe Flacco than what a lot of people really talented Alex Smith. Alex Smith is significantly better than Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco is awful. No, he's not. He's not. What does what Alex Smith win? His, what does Alex Smith win in his career? Nothing. Alex Smith is. Uh, he, he's not won a Super Bowl or anything, clearly. But Alex Smith, that, that doesn't mean he's not a better quarterback. I, I still think Alex Smith, when he is, is playing well, Alex Smith is a top 15 player. Like before he got injured, he was a top 15 quarterback in the league. Joe Flacco has been a bottom five quarter starting quarterback in the league for the past decade eh, since the Super Bowl. Let me let me let me put this I, in perspective. I disagree right? on that. I get your point, and you can say that about like a Patrick Mahomes, and I agree. Um, I mean, Andy Reid is significantly um, impacted quarterbacks. I mean, he he's got Donovan McNabb thinking he's a Hall of Famer. No, no, you're not. You're just a product of Andy Reid. But I can say the same thing about Greg Roman to an extent. Now, obviously, I think the I think Lamar Jackson is uniquely talented. When I say that, that's not a slight. I think he is Michael Vick, but faster and a better passer. And that's, I mean, you. somebody said, I was listening to somebody today, and they were talking about, you know, people were like, well, you know, what is Lamar Jackson's emergence do for the future of the NFL? And he's like, there's not other Lamar Jacksons out there. Like, it's not like that's something you can duplicate. Like, you know, oh, yeah, just find me the guy who runs 4-3 speed and can throw the ball and, and also is super elusive and works hard. These pundits, like these guys are idiots. Like, what is like? This is like a once in a generation type talent. Yeah, and, that, and that's the, that's what he's saying. No, and that's what the guy was saying. He said, you know, people are like, you know, they said, yeah, I think mobile quarterbacks are here to stay. He said, but like, you can't duplicate what, what Lamar Jackson is doing. And uh, I think, um, with that being said, when you look at it, Lamar Jackson obviously is uniquely talented with his ability to be able to be as elusive. 
and they'd be able to throw the ball accurately, which has surprised me, shocked me. What I will say is this. I will agree with you, Jeremy. He's taken a lot more shots the last two weeks than he's taken. You know, Tyson game, I don't even think we, we grazed him at all. He, there's some of those plays where, like, all right, man, throw the ball away. Don't get hit in the backfield. Like, um, there, there's some of those where I would have recommended, like, hey, look, try to try to see, you know, get get what you can get and get out of bounds, get down. I think he's obviously right now the MVP, the front runner. I don't agree with the notion that he's the best player in the league right now. I think he's been the best player in the league this year. But I, if I was building a team, I would build a team around uh, Deshaun and Mahomes and probably Russell before I would build it around him. But he'd probably be fourth on my list on there. Why? Why? Why, why would you? Why would you? Because I'm not sure how sustainable it is. Because there, it, he's bigger than running backs, Jared. Like, here's the thing, though. Cam Cam Newton's bigger than running backs, but at a certain point in time. You know, you, you, there's only a certain amount of hits you can take. There's a reason why with running backs, the shelf life for a typical running back is three and a half years. I mean, if you're an all-time running back, like, yeah, you can seven, eight. But, like, if you're looking at him being able to run the way he's running, I don't think there's a – I don't think there's a – a way right now where you can say, like, hey, somebody's going to come up. I don't think there's anybody that's going to come up with a scheme to stop him this year. I don't, think- I, don't, I don't see him get hit cleanly that often. Right. He got hit a couple times cleanly versus the 49ers. But I, but I, don't, I don't think there is, uh, you know, a, hey, this is something we're going to do to stop him this year. I don't see that being, being the case. But one of the things that's happened is, They've caught everybody off guard because John Harbaugh came up with a – him and Greg Roman came up with a system that nobody has ever run before. And apparently there's all these plays that they, they're just saving. John Harbaugh apparently told uh, the guy Greg Cosell I was listening to today, he said they have all these running plays and concepts that they haven't implemented at all that they're just saving. And so when you have something that nobody has ever seen before, and a part of that is, you know, that – Nobody's been able to do the things he's doing, so you can't run that. Or, but the other part of it is, there's not been anybody to figure out what it is that. And and I don't think anybody's gonna be able to just come out and say, "Hey, look, we're gonna stop." It's gonna take special personnel and special, you know, coaching to, to figure it out. But I'm interested to see how long that lasts because I've seen quarterbacks that can throw the ball from the pocket consistently and are mobile. I've seen that last a long time. But quarterbacks who who run, I've never seen a quarterback run as much as Lamar, and as much as I think it's extremely entertaining, and I think it's nearly impossible to to stop. I do think that is could be, you know, if he he gets hit the wrong way, I mean, I, it can turn bad really quickly. So that's what concerns me. That's why I would put him up fourth on the team. I would build around a quarterback. I would build around. Okay. Um. Well, cool, guys. Let's, let's uh, move on to some college football. We got co- we have conference championship week, uh, and uh, Alabama's dropped back to 12th in the ranking, which is pretty hilarious. <laughs> uh, let's let's talk about who should be on upset alert this week, um, and who will make the the CFP college football playoff. Uh, Jim, let's start with you again, buddy. Who who do you have uh, as a big upset alert, and uh, what do you think about Alabama dropping all the way back to number 12? Um, I would prefer Alabama to drop completely out of the rankings because I had a five-game parlay, um, and the only game that missed was Alabama minus four against Auburn. So I prefer. Was that, was that the Was that the only game you missed on a five-team parlay? Yep, only game. Um, oh my gosh! Two, two two pick sixes. I mean, terrible. Anyway, 
Um, so I prefer them to drop completely out of the rankings. Overall, I think the the this whole entire weekend is pretty much pointless. Um, I think Clemson is obviously going to get in. Um, obviously LSU is going to be in. Obviously, um, you're going to see um, who else? Oh, uh, Ohio State get in. Um, and so after that, it just becomes who is that fourth team? I know a lot of people are going to say Utah. Uh, I have a hard time putting Utah in when you lost to USC with their third string quarterback. Sorry. Um, I have a hard time putting Ohio, uh, Oklahoma in because you lost to who was a Kansas State. Like, I, I, yep. if you want to, you want to be 100% honest, I'd love it if Baylor beat Oklahoma. If Baylor beat Oklahoma, I'd say put Baylor in. Um, I, I don't see some fourth team. Uh, obviously they're going to leave Clemson at number three, which I think is going to be hell for whoever gets to number two. So I think the real battle is who can be the most impressive between LSU and Ohio State so they can avoid Clemson and get that easy first game and go into the national championship game rested. So uh, th- I think that's the most intriguing matchup. I am here in Charlotte. I'm very, very excited for a conference championship game where the team is favored by 29 points. Sounds great. <laughs> well, what I will say is this. Um, there is a, a – obvious agenda that the college football playoff committee has set up this week. And I know you probably think I'm saying the agenda is against Clemson. It's not. The agenda is against LSU and it's set up right now where they're really trying to get LSU to play Clemson. They want to save Ohio state from getting bludgeoned in the first round versus Clemson. So if you noticed this week, there were four teams from the Big Ten that were ranked at least five spots higher than they were in either the coaches or the AP poll. Wisconsin jumped all the way up to eight. You got uh, Minnesota, I think, is five spots higher than they were in those polls. Um, Iowa, I think, was five spots higher than, those, than, those, than any other polls. They, they boosted up the Big Ten's uh, rankings the last week before it started. And the reason why they did that was – I think they're they're looking for a way to, to at the end of the season say Ohio State has all these quality top ten wins. They have they beat uh, Wisconsin twice, who's number eight team in the country. Which Wisconsin is not the eighth best team in the country. I think we can all agree if they're on a neutral field versus uh, Alabama, who's right now ranked twelfth. Like Alabama's beating Wisconsin, it won't be that close. Um, the, I'm not I'm you know, I'm not sure about that because I don't think that I don't I, think that Wisconsin would lose to Auburn. Wisconsin will lose to Auburn. Here's the Jeremy. I, I think everybody people don't realize Auburn is a quarterback away from probably being in the national championship in the college football playoffs. I mean, put this in perspective. Auburn beat they, they beat Oregon, which I mean not as great one now. Then they beat uh Texas AM. Then they lost to they lost to Florida in a close game late because their quarterback played terrible. They lost to LSU by three at LSU, close game 24-21, because their quarterback was terrible. Um, they lost to Georgia by seven in a close game because their quarterback missed two wide open touchdowns, and then they beat Alabama. So I, I think I was Alabama. You gotta, you, gotta, I just, you gotta understand. I think Georgia's terrible. So the fact that you lost to Georgia tells me a lot. I, I don't think Georgia's great either. But what, what I think is this: I don't think Auburn plays Ohio State and, and, and gets beat thirty-eight to seven. Um, I, I just don't. So I, I think that, and that's what they got beat by Ohio State the first game. Um, so here, here's all I'm going to go through. I'm going to say this. Um, I think it's going to be Ohio State, LSU at two, Clemson at three, and then the fourth team 
is going to be Oklahoma. Look, I don't think Utah is going to beat Oregon. Like, I, I, I don't think I – don't, I don't see all – everybody's been trying to tell me how good Utah is. I, I watched the game last week. I mean, it was a close game. Who were they playing? Cal? It was a team that wasn't, like, good. And uh, it was like a – I think they were at one point going, like, right before the half. I think it was Cal. Like, I, feel like, I feel like Cal was playing UCLA because I think I bet that game. Yeah, maybe it, maybe it wasn't Cal. It was a team like that, though, where I was like – and I can't remember who it was. But it was rivalry week. Like, hard to say that word. Uh, so was it Arizona play or Arizona State? I can't, I can't remember who it was I was watching. Were they, they, they Colorado? were playing somebody that wasn't. Yes, you're right. They were playing Colorado. And it was like 13 to 14 with like two minutes to go in the half. And I was like, Colorado's not good. Like, what are y'all doing? Uh, speaking of not good, Dak Prescott's out here throwing uh, throwing uh, roach killers uh, all on the ground. Anyway, uh, 6 or 14. <laughs> what's going on with Dak, man? I don't know what's, what's his deal. I don't know what's going on with the Cowboys. Damon, they're down 24 to 7. Dak Prescott is 6 of 15 for 60 yards. And the, he's not throwing the ball. He's 6 he's of the ball 15 times. Yeah, it's, it's just their first drive of the second half. I mean, the problem is uh, he's just not hitting any of them. 6 of 15 is 40% completion. So that's pretty terrible. Um, yeah. But. Just to finish out the college football playoffs, and we'll, uh, we can get back into some um, Dak, uh, terrible Scott. Um, but th- I think I think it's set up where Clemson's going to mud stomp LSU. Uh, and I think it's going to be – Clemson has the number one defense in the country. Trevor Lawrence the last five weeks is 16 touchdowns, no picks, completing over 70% of his passes. He's back to looking like his normal self. Um, Travis Etienne won back-to-back ACC Player of the Year. Um, I have no, I have no idea how he wasn't a dope Walker finalist when he leads the nation in yards per carry by about Tra- two yards Travis per Etienne carry. Is, uh, I don't understand what it is about him that he's not getting any respect because I was looking at a mock draft yeah. yesterday and it had him in like third, late third round, and I was like, wait, <laughs> if, if Travis Etienne gets to the second round and my Texans don't take him, I'm punching Bill O'Brien. Like, in the face. like literally, I, uh, the, the mock draft had him at like 88. <laughs> Uh, but I, I just think it's one of those things now where you look at it and you say, uh, I think they, the, the end is – I mean, if LSU beats Georgia, they should be number one. But I think they're setting it up so Ohio State's number one. But I would love for LSU to be number one. And the reason is the two college football playoff matchups this year are the Sugar Bowl and the Peach Bowl. So if LSU is number one, they get their first choice of where they play. Obviously, they're going to pick they want to play in the Sugar Bowl in Louisiana which would mean Ohio State would play Clemson in Atlanta. I would be there. I you mean, know how much those tickets will probably be? It probably be hitting people in the head for like 500 for the nosebleeds. I, I need to help Trey and be like, Trey, call your boys at Ohio State, give me a ticket, and then I'm going to go to Clemson. Along with the other 5,000 <laughs> Absolutely. Jared, so don't, don't you think Ohio State would, would pick Atlanta, though? Uh, Jeremy, I, I do think um, I do think Alabama. I, I think Ohio State would pick Atlanta. That's why I said I hope LSU jumps to one because then LSU would pick Louisiana. Yeah. Because so, if, if, if I guarantee you right now, if Ohio State um, had their choice and they were playing Clemson, which I don't see how they'd be playing Clemson, but if they were, they would definitely rather play Clemson in Louisiana than to play them in Atlanta. All right, fellas, I'm definitely uh, interested to see what's going to happen in the college. College football field, and uh, interested to see what you know uh, 
who ends up on top. But let's get into these picks. Uh, last week, Jared had a big week, ended up being up six hundred bucks for the week. Yes, sir. Up five hundred bucks for the for the season. Yes, sir. Jeremy had a good week, up two hundred bucks and uh, up two hundred bucks for the, the the week last week and also for the season. So. Uh, you guys are both on the up and up, above 500. So let's talk about it, Jamie. Let's let's get into your picks first. Who do you have uh, this week, and, how, and how'd you fare last week? Okay, so from last week, I was 3-2. and two. Um, A few picks that I had hit, a few of them didn't. The picks that I had that hit, I picked the Bills to cover against the Cowboys. Obviously, they covered. Um, I picked the uh, Bears to cover five points they won by like three so they they didn't cover i picked the uh saints to cover seven points um fortunately they didn't give away that seven points in the their bull job i saw some guy had a thousand dollars on a three-game parlay to win thirty two thousand dollars and they had an alternative line of the saints minus ten and a half so he lost that with that onside uh unfortunately hopefully he hedged it beforehand um but that was my third pick uh fourth games that i had i had the packers Obviously, um, playing against the Giants, that was literally the easiest game to bet um, all week. And the fifth game I had was Baltimore minus six. And I think that game was turning into a route before Lamar Jackson fumbled. So could have been better. Uh, but, hey, three and two, you're never going to argue with uh, with making money. So let's get into my picks for this week. So this week, I'm going to start off with the Packers minus 12 and a half against the Redskins. Um I know the Redskins won last week. I watched that game. It was absolutely awful. That is the game that got Ron Rivera fired. Um, So um, I'm definitely going to go with the Packers on that side. Next game, I've got the Saints um, at home versus the 49ers. Like I said before, I see that game being a blowout. So I'm really not concerned with that game at all. I'm betting on the Saints um, to cover two and a half. Uh, next game, I am betting on the Chiefs. The Chiefs are playing the Patriots. They are minus three right now, or they're plus three right now. Um, at some places you get it at 3.5. I would try to bet it at 3.5 for you listeners that are interested. But overall, I just think the Chiefs are going to put up too many points. I don't think the Patriots are going to be able to stop them. And I think this is going to be a case of where Tom Brady has to respond and honestly, the Chiefs' secondary has been pretty good this year. They're where they still struggle as is in the run defense, and I don't think the the Patriots have the the offensive line in order to really, um, you know, show themselves strong in the run game. So I'm not really that concerned about that. Um, so I'm going to go with the Chiefs on that game. Um, the next game I've got, I got Tennessee minus two and a half. They're playing against the Raiders. Uh, I don't think that Raiders front is going to be able to do anything with uh, Derrick Henry who over his last 16 games has just over 1,700 yards and almost 24 touchdowns. Like Derrick Henry has been special. I don't think anybody's recognizing how good he's been. Um, and at the end of the season, that's when he gets to be even more special. Um, but over his last 16 games, he's been very, very special. And then lastly. That same, that same draft class with Kamara and yeah. uh, McCaffrey and uh, Fournette. And he, he, he kept, he kept, he kept Kamara off the field in, in college, so. Um, I mean, yep. the, the, the guy is special. And then lastly, um, you've got the Seattle Seahawks going to the Rams. That, that spread right now is even. I mean, yep. I know you guys got really hype about what happened with the Cardinals game, but it's still the Rams. It's still Jared Goff or Jared Goffle, as I would call him. So, um, 
I, no, as I would call him. Oh. Don't you try to steal my 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 acronym for Jared Goffel. How dare you? How dare you? That's, that's okay. I, I, I'll, I'll still go along with it, and uh, I'm not – I'll give you full credit for it. I, it's like re- first reported by Jared, but I'm still going to go with it. Jared Goffel. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so I'm going to go Seattle in that game. Yep. Uh, here's the thing. I'm not sure if you watched that game with the Cardinals last week, but Jared Goff played extremely well. Um, he threw he threw some dimes that I was shocked by, but I don't expect that to happen. So let's go. Last week, four and one plus six hundred dollars. Um, I'll go through my picks real quick that I had. Um, my picks last week were I, I knew the Cowboys weren't going to be good, so I picked the Bills. That was obvious. Um, the other games I picked uh, during the week. Uh, I took the Packers to cover versus the Giants. They clearly did. I took the Steelers to cover versus the Browns. They clearly did. Um, I took the uh, 49ers to cover versus the Ravens. They did. And then I took the Raiders versus the Chiefs. And then they came out and peed on the field in front of everybody. Just pulled their pants down, peed on the field. So uh, that was my one loss. It was okay. This week, I'm trying to go for the 5-0. and So let's get it. I'm going Tennessee uh, Titans are playing the Oakland Raiders. Oakland's looked so bad the last two weeks, and I kind of want to bet Oakland, but Derek Carr has looked awful. So I'm going to take the Tennessee Titans to win the game, cover the two-and-a-half points that they have to give up for that spread. Next game, I'm agreeing with you. I'm going to take the Chiefs plus three. I think it could be a push, but I just don't see the the they, – they struggle. Their defense struggles versus teams with speed. And I don't think there's a faster team in the league than the Chiefs uh, at receiver. So um, I think that's going to be a bad matchup, and I expect them to. Uh, I expect them to either win the game straight up, or worst case, they're going to have a push. Um, next, I think this is a pretty simple game to bet. I got the Texans versus the Broncos. I'm giving up nine points for the Texans, but the Broncos are playing with a rookie quarterback in Drew Not uh, Drew Locke. Um, there. You know, Von Miller's not playing in the game. The only advantage I see for and, the Broncos and he is out, um, Wolf isn't playing either. And uh, I didn't realize Wolf isn't playing. The only yeah. advantage I see is that they have uh, Kareem Jackson from the Texans, who apparently is trying to tell everybody like all the Texans what the receivers and everybody likes to do. But I mean, I can tell you what uh, what DeAndre Hopkins like to do. That means I can go out there and guard him. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Texans to cover the nine points in that game. Um, the last couple, this is going to surprise most people. I'm going to take the Bills plus five and a half versus the Ravens. I don't think the Bills are going to win the game. But like I said last week, the Bills are a good team. The, Bull, I mean, the Bills have the ability to, to run the ball. They have a mobile quarterback. And the game's in Buffalo. It's probably going to be snowy. It's probably going to be murky. It's probably going to like, – because. As much as Lamar runs the ball, Lamar can throw the ball. The problem is he's got a lot of speed receivers and tight ends. And so when it's, it's dry and it's good weather, those speed receivers look great down the field. As you saw last week, when it's rainy and wet, he throws mostly to the tight ends because those are the guys who, are, who are, he can rely on catching balls. You know, he doesn't have a lot of great big possession receivers on the outside. Um, so I expect the game to be a lower scoring game. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Bills to be able to cover five and a half points versus the Ravens. Um, and the last game I have for the weekend, and I think this is going to go – I think this is going to go against my, my – um, 
my rooting interest, I'm going to go for the Colts to cover. They're, they're, they're three-point underdogs versus Tampa Bay. I, I just think Jameis is going to throw at least three more picks. Um, Jameis has 22 interceptions this season. 22 interceptions in 12 games. How is that possible? Like, like dude. Like, he's, I, what's, his, what's, his, what's his completion percentage, though? How many times he throwing the ball? I, I, it ain't it ain't hundred fifty thousand times a game like that. In perspective, his turnover rate is, is one of the highest in the history of the league. Like he he not only throws all the picks, he's got like the worst fumble percentage of anybody in the league. Uh, not named who who else was it that had a, that, that was terrible with fumbling every time he took Baker Mayfield at one point. But either way, I just can't trust Jameis to be able to go out there and to put up a, a big game and to not turn the ball over even at home. Uh, so uh, and, and the Colts finally did what they should have done week two, which is put Vinatieri on IR and actually get a kicker. Um, so not good luck to them because I, you know, they're in our division. But I, I do expect them to, to cover three points and to beat Tampa Bay. Is that all you got, bro? That's it. You feeling you feeling good about your picks, Jim? You feeling good about your picks? Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling real good about my picks. I will feel better about my my bet picks if um. If the Pelicans, the Pelicans missed the shot, let's go. Um, even though Brandon Ingram was shooting the last shot, I had Brandon Ingram over twenty four points uh, tonight, and he only has eighteen, so they're going to overtime. Let's get some extra points because he was in foul trouble the entire game, essentially, uh, with five fouls right now. So, hey, let's go. Yeah, well, I think uh, personally, my my picks, I feel really good about. I think. Uh... I don't see anyone that I'm going to lose. I think college football, I will tell you guys on the, on the 85 uh, weekend picks, I do think there are some easy games to bet this weekend. I will give you guys the lowdown for the hoedown. Yes, sir. Not sure what you that means, been, but whatever. You've been hot as fish grease on the uh, college games, man. So, you know, if the listeners tuning in, you know, if you guys want to uh, want to win some money, I might want to tune in to 85's weekend picks, man. That's, that's, that's some good content right there, but as always, man, thank you guys for uh, tuning in to us. Another week of Meebo's podcast. Thank you, Jeremy and Jared, for uh, always, you know, giving us the great content. I know guys are uh, excited to listen to you guys every week. And uh, like I said before, like we say every time, make sure you share us. We appreciate you guys. Follow us on Instagram, Amiibos underscore podcast. And we'll be, we will be back with you guys next week, a little bit earlier probably next week. We have a, a lot less going on. So uh, we look to get you guys this uh, the next episode on next Wednesday. So other than that, if you guys don't have anything else, we out. Woo.